The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 436 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is a family experience of being bullied. Bullying is the bad actions, the bad actions of bullies towards other people. The actions include overbearing insolence, insulting people, intimidating people, frightening people, petty tyranny, oppressing people, harassment, and particularly of women, by cyberbullying, which is the use of the internet for bullying, rape threats, and revenge porn. Now, the actions may be intended by the bully to drive force of frightened persons into doing something that the bully wants them to do, even though this may be harmful to them, the persons who are being bullied. Now, there's a, a recent example. This is March 2016. And um, I, with a lot of other people, have been receiving threatening voicemails and emails from someone claiming to be the IRS in the U.S. and the CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, in Canada, accusing me of unethical and suspicious activity. The phone number you are given to call is unlisted. Um, Now, these actions... These effects of these actions are especially troublesome for people who are living alone or with mental health challenges. But you see, bullying itself may also be the result of a mental health challenge that the bully lives with. And this particular one is called narcissistic personality disorder. And this describes individuals who overestimate their own abilities, inflate their own accomplishments, act boastfully and devalue the achievements of others. And this disorder may lead to bullying, all of which our topic, a family experience of being bullied, is so important. To discuss it, my guest is Mark Cayley. Now, with 30 years experience in healthcare management and advocacy, Mark is a leading voice for transformation in healthcare, most notably drug reform. He's the chief advocate of K&A Incorporated, a public policy and management consultancy with clients in Canada and abroad. His success results from many years of experience in governments, public policy development and healthcare management. Prior to founding K&A, 
in 2007, he was chief executive officer of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, the largest professional organization serving the interests of pharmacists in Canada. At Whitby General Hospital, that's prior to um, the Pharmacists Association, he was president through the transition from community hospital to join the Lake Ridge Health System. From 1984 to 1990, he was advisor to former Prime Minister of Canada and later leader of the official opposition, the Right Honourable John N. Turner. He's a graduate of St. Jerome's University at the University of Waterloo in Ontario, and he attended Kent State University in Ohio. Welcome to the show, Mark. Uh, I'm very pleased to be here, Dr. Atherley. Thank you. Mark, please tell us about your family and your experience of being bullied. Mark? Well, you know, this is, uh, I should say this is a very, um, it's a tender topic for us because it, it, it has been really something that's affected not only me personally, but my wife and my children. Um, and and I, I, I'm glad you mentioned at the outset of this um, introduction that I played a role prior to founding K&A as the chief executive officer of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. I think that was, for all intents and purposes, the start of this whole issue. You rightly pointed out that I'm probably one of the fathers of this country anyway, and even in the United States, on drug reform. And it's, it's, it's based on that that started the entire process of being uh, a target of this excessive amount of, um, um, I'll call it bullying as well, but on, uh, on the internet. So let me just sort of dive right into it, Dr. Adderley. In my role as the CEO of the largest pharmacy organization in Canada, back in the early part of the um, 2003, the Minister of Health at the, in the province wanted to change the way uh, that uh, provincial formularies or, or how the public uh, person in Canada, for example, went about putting, um, uh, paying for drugs for patients. And what ended up happening was it was a very messy situation. It pitted generic manufacturers against uh, pharmacies. It pitted pharmacies against pharmacists. It pitted public policy uh, experts against um, uh, uh, professional health care providers. I just happened to be the guy who was leading that whole charge and in the middle of the whole thing became, at the outset of this entire episode, an unwitting, um, I'm going to say, target for a lot of people's hatred and enmity towards what the government was trying to do. And so that sort of started the whole thing. You know, when you're in a role as a CEO, you, it, it is a, a role that encompasses, especially for public events and the kinds of things that I did, it encompasses a necessity, I shouldn't say. It's a necessity to have your, your, uh, your wife with you or your spouse with you. And oftentimes when we would travel, our children would come with us. And so it, it started very innocuously, this whole thing, but it was a crescendo, Dr. Arthur, that in effect um, things started happening to us and things like, you know, um, emails would show up and they would be anonymous emails saying, if you don't stop this, we're going to burn down your house. If you don't stop, you know, doing what you're doing with trying to change um, the drug system, your, the, the car that your wife drives with your children in it will be uh, damaged. And those kinds of things happen time and time again. We took those as serious threats. I had uh, approached the police and, 
in the uh, community where we live to say to them, these, these are, are coming at us. And I'm not saying it was ignored, but it's really not taken all that seriously because they think that these are just people who are angry at the process. It got to the point where there were, uh, I can't even say it any other way, but, but very lengthy, very horrible, untrue, and defamatory screeds that were put onto the internet with my name attached to them. And, you know, I, I live in, we live in a world right now where my children um, at, at school, just because they know who their dad is, will, will Google their father's name, and boom, this stuff comes up. It's untrue. It's defamatory. And then other things started happening at the same time. For example, um, uh, I, I know that your listeners would know what LinkedIn is. There was a, uh, a, a, a fake LinkedIn um, profile of this individual who's, who had said in, this, in the, in the uh, LinkedIn profile that he was, his task was to out the, what, the, what they called the um, um, phony that Mark Keeley was. And that, start, that, sort of, that sort of started the whole thing. And then there was this other nasty screed that was put up on two other um, uh, websites in, um, that, were the, that were sort of ubiquitous all over the Internet about Mark Keeley, Canadian psychopath. Right. And uh, these are the kinds of things that it was an 11-page screed just full of misinformation and disinformation and falsehoods and horrible, hurtful things that my, uh, my wife had seen, her friends had seen, my children, uh, these kinds of things. And it took us years and years and years to get this um, uh, off the Internet and to, uh, uh, and to get involved. And I, I, I'll say this, and that's hopefully the, the focus of the conversation we have today, to advocate on behalf of those who have been targets in this Good. cruel kind of uh, activity. Good. Now, I'm just going to ask you briefly um, to tell us as much as you can about the apparent motives of the bullies. What were they trying to actually achieve, Mark? Well, if you, if you read this stuff, the stuff, the, the majority of the, the – um, it was anger. There was a lot of anger in people, and the anger was directed at me. Uh, they, they, what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to quit my job. They wanted me to, you know, to move away, to stop doing what I was doing. They were, there were uh, um, emails, excuse me, there were, there were other postings, I should say, not emails, but postings that said, you know, we want to see Mark Keeley uh, on the street in rags uh, for what he's doing, these kinds of things. You know, very hurtful, very uh, denigrating, very libelous and slanderous comments that were on there. Um, you know, to get into specificity, just you know, it would just it would be, it would be X-rated. I got to tell you, it was just horrible stuff that was on there, but so untrue, and so hurtful. Now, they are trying to undermine you. Is that first of all how you see it? N- not only were they trying to undermine me, they wanted to make sure that anybody who read it would stay as far away from from what they thought was Mark Keeley. Right. Uh, and, and, and there were unintended there were unintended consequences I can tell you that there were times when uh, you know our business right now we would we would actually lose business because people would read this on the internet and say I don't want to deal with this guy. I remember having a discussion with a fella in um, in Houston, Texas and we were supposed to be doing some work with him. And he was very pleased with the conversation that we had had. He had said, wow, uh, this guy r- really knows what he's talking about in this particular uh, circumstance. 
and we had gone through this whole thing. And he said, yeah, let me just do a deep dive on, on your company, blah, blah, blah. And then he came back and said, I saw this stuff on the internet. We're not doing any business with you. You're, you're a bad guy. And I'm just thinking, this is the kind of nonsense that, you know, it sticks. It's out there. It's so false and I'm helpless. Yep. Yeah. And that's bullying. In a, in a right. word. Yep. In a word. Now, we've come to the point where we have to take a short break. Uh, sure. Mark, as I always say, this is where we have to pay the rent. Yes. So this is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Mark Keeley. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on Voice America's health and wellness and variety channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Tune in to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show every week for enlightening, provocative, real conversations, advice, and tips that you can use to improve your life. If you feel overwhelmed, confused, stressed, or lost in the cycle of life, this is the show for you. Dr. Gladney and her guests will help you repair, manage, and create an amazing life. No topic is off limits and is discussed with real solutions on our show. That's the Dr. Gladney Radio Show, live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Mark Keeley. Our topic is a family experience of being bullied. Mark, now let's talk about bullying, especially as it affects families in sectors in which you have wide professional experience. So my first question is, from your wide experience in healthcare, please explain how bullying does or could occur in healthcare, especially as it does or could affect families. Mark? 
Well, look, uh, I, I want to I'll preface my comments by saying, you know, I've been in this business for 30 years, Dr. Atherley, and I, I can tell you that there isn't a profession that has so much trust in the, um, and I'll, I'll say it like this, the ability to actually touch somebody is what healthcare is all about. And when I say touch them, if you're a healthcare provider, you get to physically touch somebody. Now, we've gone down the path and uh, over recent years to have a heck of a lot more efficiencies built into the system and, frankly, effectiveness in the use of um, electronic health records or electronic medical records. And it's in that area that I think there's a, tr- there's a tremendous tendency to want to have less privacy for the patient and uh, probably uh, more ability to have that information shared. And in my opinion, I think that's where a lot of the, um, uh, I could say it this way too, a lot of the misuse of that or the, the, the mistrust or a lack of trust could sort of come into the to the picture. So that's that's a very big problem that we have to overcome. And you know, medical ethicists are trying to deal with this all the time. But it seems to me like in the in the the dawn of of a heck of a lot more use of uh, electronics, we're tending to to see a lot more of this nefarious activity coming into the system. Now, let me take you to the next question, and this is also based on your wide experience, but this time it's your wide experience of politics. Yes. Please explain how bullying does or could occur in politics, especially as it does or could affect families. Mark? Well, it's, you know, that's very simple. And, and look, in, uh, in my particular situation, as somebody who uh, leads a very public life, um, it's not fair when somebody goes into public life um, whether you're elected or um, uh, an appointment, that you're automatically a target by virtue of the fact that you're in public life. I'm going to tell you something that's that's incredibly hurtful and and actually very sickening. I saw this. Um, it was a picture on the internet of it said Hillary Clinton naked, and it was a picture of Hillary Clinton, her face superimposed. On the woman, on a woman's body who is naked, standing on a stage. Now, think about that. That that somebody would have that th- think that 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 is that is the, the the height of disrespect that they would do that just because she's a public per, uh, profile that uh, has a public profile and a public persona that that somebody would be allowed to do that. It happens with great regularity. For example, there is misinformation, disinformation, lies, um, uh, slander. Uh, anything that you could imagine on anybody who's in politics because they think it's fair game, and that you know if they if uh, uh, a politician is a woman or or a man and they have a family, why should they be be uh, uh, put in a position to be a target of this kind of um, hurtful activity by virtue of the fact that they're in public office? So these are the kinds of things that I think we really have to look at when somebody decides. Uh, to seek um, elected office or an appointment to a particularly uh, high-profile organization or or agency or board. Right. Now, just to be clear, you uh, describe all of those things that you've just been talking about as bullying, don't you? Uh, it, well, yes, it is bullying because you're really the whole pur- the whole purpose of this conversation is about helplessness, and and that's the essence of what somebody who is putting themselves in a position to be the bully wants to accomplish. They want you to be helpless. 
They want you to be scared. They want you to be off your game. And that's the, uh, uh, that's the you know, if, if you could just sort of do a profile on what type of person would think that that's a, uh, a good thing to do, my goodness, it would be um, uh, a, a wonderful uh, outing of that kind of a person because it's, they're, they're, it's awful, Doc. It's really awful. Now, third one question from your wide experience of internet safety and security and you've already mentioned this yes. please explain how bullying does or could occur especially as it does or could affect families when internet safety and security is lax mark well again when you think about it in the context of what i've gone through there is no um internet security as soon as you log on you know, whomever is on the other end of that uh, of that cyber line knows what you're searching. They know what you like, what you don't like. Um, so you really are in the hands of, you know, uh, uh, some. I'll just say some some cyber uh, Ethernet that you have no control over, and that's the the essence of the entire. Um, you know, people describe the the internet as the wild wild west, and it really is. You don't. You really don't know what you're getting into. I tell this to my children all the time. I said, if you go in that, it's like you're walking down a street where there are no lights. So you have to be looking over your shoulder all the time. If you, if you enter a site and you don't know anything about it, so you have to be. You really have to be vigilant. That's the, the, the one thing that I, I I think is a is a very key message I'd like to get across to your viewers and your listeners today. I should say. Mark, just to. Ex- extend our discussion somewhat on on this use of the internet there's the story of a young woman by the name of Retea Parsons who lives in Nova Scotia who at the age of 17 um, was at a party with a couple of boys who as I understand it basically raped her but also made a movie made a uh, film of it so to speak with their c- c- cameras now um, she from then on was bullied throughout the school throughout the internet and she got to the point where she could take it no longer so one sad day she took herself into the family home bathroom and hung herself now, she didn't die at that point, but she was so damaged that five days or so later, they had to take her off life support. Now, that got through to some people, but it explains how bullying isn't something that can be dismissed as just a nuisance. It can have tragic, tragic consequences of the kind that I've just been lecturing you on. Um, what what's your point that to people who are listening to us about the way in which incidents of that kind that killed in the end Retea Parsons should be handled? Huh? Well, as as I know it, and and I'm familiar with this case largely because uh, part of the advocacy that we engaged in, uh, my wife and I was on the initiation of Bill C-13, which is a Canadian piece of legislation that looks at the whole I- issue of cyberbullying or cyber attacks um, and uh, the victims of those cyber attacks. Retea Parsons was a 
an unbelievably unwitting victim of a cyber attack. She, there, what had happened was those images were put on the internet and the, the, of course, as you know, it went rampant, not only around her school, but uh, everywhere in her community and obviously uh, on the internet um, in, in ways that you or I could never have imagined. So to have that put out there and to have her put in a position where she didn't have, she couldn't do anything about it. She can't get the images down. She can't defend herself. Um, and, and at 17 years old, she was you know, particularly helpless in this particular case too. So I do understand um, her situation where the, the uh, level of helplessness got so deep and so um, she, her, her state became so severely depressed that she ended up having to, uh, that she ended up killing herself, which was a horrible, horrible scenario. Yeah. For, fortunately, there was some uh, cyber vigilance that, um, uh, sort of clicked in as a consequence of this. I know that the, hers was really uh, one story that got immediate national attention and international attention in Canada and started the whole process of this uh, legislation. But by, by, by God, she was not the only person that this had happened to. This happens quite regularly. Say, uh, um, you know, a boyfriend uh, breaks up with his girlfriend and, you know, she might have been uh, foolish enough to send a picture of herself over the internet to him uh, and I say to him because it, it it largely is one of these things where it's um, it's men that are perpetrating this on a heck of a lot greater percentage than it is for women uh, that it would go um, viral online. These are the kinds of things that this legislation that we started to go down the path with in Canada on Bill C-13 uh, was trying to uh, to remedy. But here here's an issue that I think we have to really uh, take into account in terms of a stopgap, or if you want to call it, for lack of a better word, a, a real um, a pressure point on trying to get some uh, vigilance on this, is that some, um, some laws would suggest that as soon as you put something on the internet, you are deemed to be a journalist, and you suffer, or you're not suffer, you, 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 you are welcome to the same rights and privileges as a, as a journalist. So, you, you, you may not get the advantage, or you, you get the advantage, I should say, of sort of hiding behind journalistic uh, uh, powers where you could uh, have the right to put those kinds of things on a media like the internet. So these are the kinds of things that we have to really look at in terms of changing um, uh, the laws uh, so that these kinds of things won't happen and people like Retea Parsons won't feel helpless. Right. Now, um we're going to be talking about things to do in the next segment. So now is the time we take the break. Sure. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Mark Keeley. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on Voice America's Health and Wellness and Variety Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Mark Keeley. Our topic is a family experience of being bullied. Mark, now let's talk about combating bullying, especially as it affects families in the sectors in which you've previously discussed, the the sectors that you were talking about in the previous segment. So question one is, please tell us what needs to be done to counter or combat bullying that does or could occur in healthcare, especially as it does or could affect families. Mark? Well, let me start by saying this. You know, I think it's amazing that you're getting onto this in terms of healthcare because, you know, there are vulnerabilities when somebody's sick or vulnerabilities when somebody's alone or vulnerabilities when a family is going through a particular set of circumstances as a result of health and that can be taken advantage of. I mean, this is such a broad sweeping issue because if it was if it was bullying at the hands of a caregiver, bullying at the hands of another um, um a family member or, or an ex-family member or bullying at the hands of a nefarious uh, uh, organization that wants to take advantage of somebody's illness or even bullying at the hands of another provider, healthcare provider, we, we really have to look at it in terms of, uh, you know, a, 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 a series of protocols almost that have to take into a, that have to be taken into account to, to help to, um, uh, to protect against this. So let me just give you some examples. I mean, there is legislation that's being put in, in place in Canada it really isn't the best that we could do. There is legislation in the United States, but it really isn't the best that we can do, largely because we, it can't impede on somebody's right to their privacy. At the same time, you want to make sure that if, uh, if, um, if uh, these kinds of attacks are happening, happening that you almost have to, as a, as a, as a, as a set of rules or regulations to, 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 to hone in like a laser beam on making sure that it's, it, there, there's a, there, you surround that activity and we make sure that we try to get it um, uh, mitigated as quickly as we can. 
but you know we go down a slippery slope and we try to 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 do something like this and 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 stop things outright you know we talked about earlier on this whole Retea Parsons issue but at the same time you know that there there are, are people who are um seniors for example who are like you had talked about, um, whether it's the IRS or the CRA taking advantage of of you in particular, but could you imagine if you're a senior at home and 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 you're and you're trying to do Facebook and all of a sudden some some uh, uh, something pops up on your screen that tickles your fancy because they know your history and all of a sudden you're 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 part of a process where it could be taken for you know every cent that you have or other you know horrible things could happen to you. These are the, we, we really have to get really specific in terms of legislation, but more importantly, and that's why I talked about it with those protocols, we have to make sure that people are as vigilant or start to become as vigilant as they can as we move forward in, in trying to uh, weave through what we call the wild, wild west known as the internet. Right. Now, next one. Um, please tell us what needs to be done to counter bullying combat bullying that does or could occur in politics, especially as it does or could affect families. What's to be done there, Mark? Well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a very interesting question, and largely because what happens almost regularly is people don't want to get into politics, and we need good people in politics who can, who can craft good legislation, who can, who can work with uh, communities to, you know, to move issues along in a, in a public forum. Uh, like a legislature or a uh, uh, or Congress or House of Commons, but if 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 you are uh, subject to the kinds of bullying that happens without any retribution, uh, whether it's in law or some protocols, then the wrong kind of people are going to get into politics. And I think that's what your listeners need to understand: that if we don't if we don't remedy these kinds of things, and, and it continues like it it, it does, and free Free, free speech or, or uh, you know, the libertarian aspect of society uh, clicks in, then I think we've got ourselves a slippery slope as well. So in public policy or in public life or in politics, for example, I really think that um, we can't be, we can't push the pendulum so far to, to one side so as to impede on somebody's uh, um, um, a right to privacy. But at the same time, we want to make sure that, that there are good protocols in place that protect um, not only people who are in public life, but protect uh, the public from nefarious or oppressive uh, legislation that could happen because we get too libertarian. And presumably also protect the families of the politicians who might be being bullied. Would you well, agree I, with that? I, I totally agree with that. And it goes without saying that, you know, it, it, if, I'm, if I'm going to go into politics, my kids shouldn't have to suffer or my wife shouldn't have to suffer. Um, because somebody has an issue with me and decides to, to you know, to, to, to take me on, um, excuse the expression, but cowardly behind, you know, some, uh, some website or some, you know, fake, um, fake name or some fake site that they put up somewhere. That's the kind of activity that shouldn't have to, um, you know, affect uh, somebody's family if they're in politics, whether it's a woman or a man. Right. Now, Third question, you've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Tell us, please, what needs to be done to counter or combat bullying that does or could occur, especially as it does or could affect families when Internet security is lax. Mark? Well, you know, again, these are the kinds of it, – it, to me, it, the, 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 um, the, the, the statement of being vigilant really 
really comes to the to the fore in this particular uh, question or this particular question. We here, here we are now uh, that. Uh, the ubiquity of the internet and and search engines and uh, you know e- everybody um, has access to it whether it's on a on a handheld device or on a on a computer everybody has access to the internet in any way shape or form and there, there is no age um, discrimi- uh, discrimination there so young kids get on it senior citizens get on it and everybody in between so I, I think um, you know hosting or servers. Or hosting sites, or you know, telecommunication companies, all of these organizations should be held to a higher standard and a higher account uh, to make sure that that you know good protocols, uh, good procedures, and good um, almost um, uh, fences are put around offensive sites so that uh, young kids don't get them. Uh, uh, you know that, that there's um, there, there's uh, safeguards in place for. Uh, senior citizens, those kinds of things have to be uh, really pushed to the fore and that everybody who's, who pushes a button on a computer needs to know that these kinds of things are available to protect them so that, uh, that uh, bullying or uh, activities that could hurt somebody are, um, are, are, are really sort of put into the mix, as it were. Right. Now, what, if any, services should be provided to people who have been bullied? When I say uh, should be or uh, could be provided, um, that presumes that you would agree that people do need help after they've been bullied. So what do you think? Do people need help? And if so, what kind of help? Sure, they need help. And and, and look, I'll use me as a perfect example. It's unfair. It's unfair to have had what happened to me and uh, thousands of other people throughout this world who have been targets of uh, cyberbullying, it's 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 unfair. It leaves you exposed. It leaves you feeling, as I said earlier on, very helpless. But what I did, because I have the uh, ability to move those circles, was I started to advocate because I thought that this world needs to change the way we're doing things. And so we started the process of of having our voices heard. I wasn't about to to become a victim in this whole thing. I wanted to be somebody who could uh, affect some change. So, you know, we, we lent our, our voice, I lent my, uh, my contacts, I lent my, ne- my network, and frankly, I lent my energy to the fact that we had to stop this. And, you know, when you go down the path and you start to do that, uh, you feel almost empowered. And that's what we did, because I'll give you this as an example. There was this horrible site that was on LinkedIn. We approached LinkedIn and uh, worked with them, and they said, we're going to help you. And we got this whole site taken down. And as a matter of fact, what we did do with LinkedIn in particular was work with them to say that there are many, many sites that are on that um, uh, platform that are fake and phony. And, and, and now I'm putting my uh, energy into being vigilant on, with LinkedIn to say, here's another uh, person that's been, uh, there have been you know, uh, very high-placed uh, uh, U.S. citizens who have been victims of of that kind of phony sites that are on that are on LinkedIn that we've managed to take down. Uh, there are other uh, sites like Scri- um, um, uh, Scribed or uh, uh, or or other like um, what do you call it SlideShare that we work with those uh, businesses to say uh, you have to take these down and here's how we'll help you to do that and we've managed to do that and then we worked with governments not only across Canada and the United States but but really to to make sure that they 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 have um, you know real live um, 
case studies with which to work who are not afraid to say, uh, I, you know, I'm prepared to lend my energy and my voice so that we could have these these kinds of things stop. But but putting forward the kinds of legislation that need to happen to make sure that uh, this is stopped. And you know that includes Dr. Atherley, that p- putting in you know very very stringent and strict uh, penalties for violators on this and when they're found. You know, when you look at the, you talked about Retea Parsons when they when they finally found out who did it. Uh, that person will be uh, severely punished with a jail sentence that will be very, very long. Right. Now, um, that brings us to a point where we're going to have to take the break. But in the next segment, the last one, I'm going to be asking you what more you want to do and what more you want to see others do to help solve this problem. But now let's take the break. Um, this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Mark Keeley. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on Voice America's Health and Wellness and Variety, Variety Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Help, you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Mark Keeley. Our topic is a family experience of being bullied. Mark, now let's talk about what more you would like to do and you would like to see done 
to counter bullying and its effects on families. So first of all, first question then is, what more would you personally like to do to counter bullying and its effects on families um, or the effects that could occur in healthcare? Well, you know, when these kinds of things happen, it's such, it, 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 um, it scares the heck out of you. And uh, like I said, you don't know where to turn. You just want these these things off the internet. You just want to get rid of them. And oftentimes you just feel helpless because you don't know um, how to get them down. But there are, uh, one of the things I'd like to do is put a heck of a lot more uh, pressure on those sites that host these kinds of things to, um, uh, to, to do that. However, saying that, one of the things that they'll say is, you know what, we'll remove this, but it's like whack-a-mole because, and they've actually said those words to me, it's, you know, we'll take it down now, but it'll come back up again. So you're, you're constantly having to fend off against having something removed off the internet and then putting it back, it coming back up again and then having to go through the whole exercise again and again and again. Uh, so what I'd like to see is that uh, once um, you make the compelling argument that this is, and it's proven to be bullying, uh, because I, I want to make the distinction. Sometimes, you know, things are said about people that are absolutely accurate. But when they're not accurate, like what happened to me, um, you want to make sure that um, uh, that there's some compliance or some at least some empathy from those that are hosting it to get them down and to get them down fast. Because uh, th- those that's number one. Number two, I think that there ought to be some remedies. And, you know, we've been working because we can uh, with uh, some very – um, good law firms, not only in Washington, D.C., but in Canada, uh, because we, we had to, to move quickly because we lost so much business as a consequence of this bullying um, that we could, we could actually quantify the value of that. And I'm just saying to, to you, when you're in the business of, of, um, of selling your, your talent and your time, uh, they're, they're worth a heck of a lot. But can you imagine if you're helpless and you don't know what to do, then, then I think one of the things that I'd like to do is to advocate on behalf of those people who can't do that, and that's what we've been doing. Right. Now, what more would you like to see done and by whom? Done by whom to counter bullying and its effects on families, the effects that do or could occur in healthcare? Mark? Well, I think, I think um, uh, government has a huge role to play in this. I think, too, you know, the system, the healthcare system has a huge role to play in this. And I think that, you know, caregivers um, ought to be, um, there, there ought to be some, uh, I'll, I'll just, you know, you, you could, there's any, any kind of websites that, that caregivers could go to to find information out about this. But when you're in, when you're in this kind of scenario, you get, you, you get to feel so, like I said, helpless that, um, you know, some, something has to be able to click in or to help you right away. And I think that those kinds of um, uh, protocols ought to be put in place to give caregivers the kind of assistance if they even suspect that it's happening. That's what I wanted to make clear to your listeners, that sometimes that these things, you, you just don't know uh, from where they're going to come. But if it does happen, there has to be a way you can triangulate around it and um, offer some assistance right away. Where's that? How, how's that going to work? Well, like I say, I think that if um, you know we're looking right now at um, – um, uh, excuse me, we'll just use this. If we're looking at insurance, at, at, at wiping out fraud, well, we could be doing the same thing on the internet by looking at some kind of a scheme where, um, you know, government is putting a bit of money aside on, on programs that would, be, uh, that would be of assistance to those who are even suspecting that they could be uh, victims of bullying. Let me just ask you, 
government is obviously important in this. Are there any other people, organizations um, who you would like to see take up some kind of uh, action in well, regard to bullying? Well, when I say, when I say government, I'll say the, the parapublic sector because that includes policing, it includes uh, intelligence agencies. Um, you know, there are any number of NGOs that could certainly get into this and that are starting to get into this. I mean, I, you know, we, we could be, uh, I, there, there could be a whole um, uh, non-governmental organization set aside just to, to help those who have been real victims of this. And, and we could do that through fundraising activities. I'm certain we could do that because, I, you know, when I talk about my particular situation, all of a sudden people say, well, it happened to me. I'll give you this as an example. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a, an event with uh, the current Miss Universe and she had said to me that uh, she was bullied um, on the internet as well. If you could believe it, here's this P. Alonzo Wurzbach, who's an incredibly talented person with this unbelievable air of confidence, who was bullied like crazy, even up to the point when she was made Miss Universe. So when you think about you know the kinds of things that she could actually bring to um, um, to this kind of industry, or excuse me, to this kind of issue. I'm certain that that, that, that too uh, could uh, not only raise awareness, but raise some kind of, uh, uh, of, um, uh, of uh, or heighten some kind of uh, vigilance that could happen with non-governmental agencies as well. Just to extend the question a little bit to you, I'm thinking that you've described a website perhaps that you could go to on a confidential basis, say this is what happened to me, and you'd be connected with someone um, who would advise you, not, not medically advise you, but advise you of the steps to be taken, point out where you could go for further help, and invite comments on what the person who's been bullied has to say. Would you go that far? I would. Well, those exist already. If you look at in, in Canada and the United States, that there are several um, academic institutions who have put those kinds of online courses uh, in place for not only caregivers, but for teachers and students who might be bullied. So those kinds of things exist. There, there are helplines that, that link directly to national police forces, provincial police forces, and municipal police forces. Um, uh, in Canada and even in the United States for state and, and, uh, and federal police who would help um, uh, to, uh, uh, to intervene if that were uh, re- requested. Uh, again, I think you, know, you can only make these things happen if you have the right kind of legislation in place that protects you to, to go down that path. Could you imagine right. if you were a whistleblower? And, and uh, I, I hate that phrase uh, out of itself, but if you're a whistleblower and somebody found out that you're a whistleblower, uh, the, 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 the target that you would become, those yep. are the, we have to make sure that there are safeguards in place that, that, that don't uh, unintended, uh, that don't have the unintended consequences of actually creating more hurt uh, throughout that kind of process. Right. Now, the very last question of this very successful episode, Mark, is what is your message, Mark, for families who have experienced bullying or cyberbullying? What do you say to them, Mark? First of all, um, I'm going to say this. I, I, I am not a victim. And anybody who, who is, has been bullied and they claim that they're a victim, I think I would like them to change that nomenclature. They are not a victim. They are a target. That's number one. And number two, my message is uh, that, that, there are, that, that, that we must learn to be a heck of a lot more vigilant. 
where the, the, if, if you go back to the, the phrase that I said about talking to my children, I say to my kids when they go on the internet, it's like walking down the street where there are no lights. You have to be very, very aware of what's around you. And so when, you, when, when, you, you, when you're on the internet, make sure you're vigilant and make sure that you're vigilant in your life. Because uh, you never know that when you say when you're a target, you never know that you're going to be a target until it happens. And when it has happened, um, what you're saying to people is you weren't a victim. Um, you were the result of something else. Please say what that something else is. Well, when you say you're a victim, you give power to the bully. Right. And I'm saying right now that they are cowards. Anybody that could hide, to this very day, we don't know who put those things on the internet that happened to me. We don't know. And, and if we ever found out, it would be just hell on earth because I could tell you what they did to us was horrible. And you, you say the same thing with uh, uh, people with whom I've spoken, uh, not only across Canada, but in the United States as well. I've had friends who have taken their lives uh, because of being bullied uh, online. But uh, it, the, the message is that... that that you, you can't give power to these bullies. Right. We've, we've got to act together, and we've got to make sure that they know that there's help out there. Right. Now, we've come to the end of this, as I've said once, highly appropriate, successful, and informative episodes. So, Mark, thank you. And also, Mark, all success to you for your work, all this work you're doing, because it's for us all. It's most profoundly important work. And all I can say to you is just keep up the good work because it's necessary. Exactly. Now, I want to say thank you to our listeners. And if your listeners, you have any comments or want to ask questions of Mark, here's the email address to use. G at familycaregiversunite, or one word, dot org. That comes through to me, and I'll pass it on to Mark, and he'll re he will respond to you. Now, listeners, please join us for our next episode, which is entitled, When Aggressive Activism is Cyberbullying. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.